Hello and welcome to the Case Reopen Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and I am joined by, as always, Kyle Bradford. How are you today, Kyle? I'm doing fantastic, Tyler. I watched some Conan today, and it was great, and I had a lot of fun. They were fun episodes. We have a a varied episode for you today. We've got a, a grisly murder mystery, and then a really fun Detective Boys case. That's a pretty lighthearted and a little bit wacky. A little wacky. A little wacky. Just a little. So let's jump right into episode 16, the Antique Collector Murder Case. This originally aired on May 20th, 1996. So, Kyle, episode starts off with Kagero telling a man that his wife is cheating on him. So I have to ask, have you ever cheated on anybody, Kyle? <laughs> I have not. You have? Have you ever been cheated on? Uh, no, thankfully. Mm. Have you? I'd have to be in a relationship before I could cheat on somebody. Well, or be cheated on. Yeah. yeah. So, I More avoid likely. these situations. <laughs> As a wise, so voxel like, man. So, this is a self-defense mechanism. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get hurt further. Sure. Galaxy brain. I see. Yeah. Um, so, Conan and Ron are just outside while their, their father talks about his... His husband's wife's uh, infidelities. And then the husband gets a visitor, so he goes to welcome them into the side annex. And then a little bit later, a phone rings, and nobody picks it up. So Kagero goes to fetch it, but it stops right before he can answer. So then they kind of jump time a few hours. And uh, Conan swears that he heard a strange sound earlier, but Ron says it was nothing. And then they get another phone call. And then another one. Where the uh, the phone hangs up one second after. It's very strange. And they hear a woman scream after stumbling upon uh, Kagero. He goes to check it out. And it's the house staff. And then the wife comes home. And she's like, why are you here? And he's like, I'm a detective. Your husband hired me. And she's like, why? And then she tries to actually pay him off. Which is a good scene. And she's she says she'll double whatever he's making. To not tell uh, her husband that he's having an affair, so we're off to a fun start here with a, a bunch of bunch of fun characters and like there's this overarching thing of Kagero being a terrible detective and just blurting out like his his uh, work information to random people. I love that man. This couple seems like they have a an unhealthy relationship though. Yeah, but who doesn't? <laughs> One could say sure. that that us podcast hosts have an unhealthy relationship because somebody told me on twitter not to tweet at him (laughs) yeah that's right once a week that's all i can handle so rude i just want to stay in touch with my my good old pal and uh my friend and you keep driving me away and um they then hear more screens and they find the husband dead with a son uh, with a sword impelled in his chest yeah what were your thoughts on this murder it's intense the room's all messed up. He's got a fucking blade it's right insane looking. Like, most of the time on the show, when there's a murder, somebody's, like, face down, and, like, they have, like, the dead eye look or whatever. This guy is just, like, frozen expression. Like, his mouth agape, screaming, clearly, like, in, in pain or something. The sword is in his chest. There's, like, blood all over him. It looks like, like, some sort of spell cast went out, and, like, there was, like, a... 
a blade storm or something. It just looks insane in the room. None of it makes sense, honestly. Yeah, like, the only like, thing that, like, is comparable in, like, terms of, like, just gruesomeness was the the museum case where the guy uh, also gets uh, impaled mm. with the sword there. Sure. Um, yeah. And so uh, they learn that the husband practiced uh, sword fighting and that he was third Dan in it. And as such, the sword was hung in the room. Uh, Inspector Megary is called to the place. And he finds the man's planner. And he finds out that there were three other visitors that he was planning to meet with. They are Suwa Yuji, Hatano Akuya, and Akutsu Makoto. So, I always have like great pronunciation. <laughs> I hate these Japanese ones. Especially lines. like characters that are just in and out. You're never going to see them again. Yeah, well, it's even worse for the ones that are re- recurring because I don't care if I like mispronounce a name once, but mm. like if I'm mispronouncing them like constantly, I start to feel like a a total fraud. That's funny. So the detective Conan. <laughs> yeah, those tough Japanese names like Conan. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other cops then find a man that was lurking in the front lawn. His name is Hatano. And he's the husband's doctor. Another man appears, and it's a sculptor named Akatsu. And then they find Sua, who just walks to the place. Then Conan deducts that he's also a swordsman, as he has a scar on his left hand. So they circle back to the... This was in the very first episode where, you know, Conan... uh, Well, it was Shinichi then. um, Has these deductions just from people's hands. It's very Holmes-like. Uh, did, did you did you like that callback? I did like it. I always like it whenever uh, Conan is ever more deducive than we would be, right? As long as he's not like yeah. looking up girls' skirts. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm I I'm fine either way. In fact, I yeah, might prefer it when he's looking up girls' skirts. And <laughs> sure. he he's doesn't supportive. do that this episode, but he does start sniffing some girls soon, which is a really <laughs> fun scene. Very cool thing to do. Uh, so Sua says that he came here to return 5 million yen and that he has all the money with him. Uh, Megari then asked them all for alibis. Sua says he was meditating alone. And then they realize that the body is holding a sword backward and that they believe uh, the swordsman was framed. Uh, Katsu says that he came here to return 10 million yen, but that he didn't have the money yet and was going to ask for an extension. Uh, he was alone in his studio, so he also has no alibi. And then there is a very funny scene where the Kagero blurts out that the wife is having an affair. In front of, like, the housemaids and, and stuff, man. too, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody's shocked. It, the whole neighborhood knows now. And then, finally, Hatano says that he was watching a movie during that time. And then uh, Conan smells the wife's perfume on him. And then he figures out that they're the couple. And, uh... Early on, who did you think was the the culprit, Kyle? Do you think it was uh, the guy that she was having an affair with, or who, who, what were you? I thought thinking? it was just the. I thought I thought it was the wife for sure. Cool. She seemed to hate the guy. Well, you know, maybe she just wasn't and, being. Uh, maybe they were poly. We don't know. This could have layers to it, like the pro Jared <laughs> situation. Yeah, but uh, if if it's a situation like that, then only one of them is Polly. The other one doesn't well, realize used that to be, it's a Polly uh, situation. They used to be asexual, and that's a long, <laughs> convoluted thing. Never expected to to have these emotions. So the wife uh, then gives another alibi for the for the doctor. Uh, she says that they were also 
mad props to this doctor because like he totally like was playing outside his uh his like range because like she's way hotter than he is. <laughs> that's true yeah that's true well i mean the same thing for the swordsman guy like what is he doing he looks like a like an old fighting game character like the one you'd never pick he's got that Aww. big old beard he's i'd pick bald. him it's cool you would yeah all right well uh conan then presses the you're just a sweetheart i am a sweetheart uh conan presses the answering machine and then they listen to all the messages up first is Hatana, who says that he'll arrive 5 p.m. for the appointment. Then is Suwa, who had an appointment for 6 p.m., but says that he'll arrive earlier. Akatsu then says he left a message, but that it's missing. Uh, everybody finds this odd, since it, it seems like an obvious lie. And he said that on the message, he told him that if he sold the dragon sculpture, that he'd kill him. Conan then points out that the rest of the room is covered in cuts except for the <laughs> sculpture. You know, really good when you're being uh, interrogated by the police to be like, yeah, I called and told the guy I would kill him. Like, he basically just put, like... I like how he plays it off, too. Like, no, 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 I didn't mean it, like, seriously, you know, I was just, just trying yeah, to scare totally him. put, like, a bigger target <laughs> on him. It's just hilarious. <laughs> Conan then remembers that there were three phone calls. Uh, the wife then says that the answering machine picks up if it rings between 10 and 20 times. And man, it's so weird that you were, like, You've, like, never had an answering machine. You mentioned that the other day. <laughs> well, I mean, I did when I was a kid, okay. I guess. Like, my parents yeah. had one. Kenny then realizes that one of the voicemails was strange. Uh, the wife then freaks out over a safe key missing, but finds it in another drawer. And that's when Kenny notices that the big katana marks don't exactly line up on the drawer. He then asks the staff if they have a camera, and he takes a, a photo with it, gets it quickly developed... Don't you love those instant cameras? Or have you never ha- never had one? The Polaroids are cool. They're popular yeah, they are, now. Uh, yeah. It's like a hipster thing. Because uh, like this new company came in and they make all the the Kodak film now. Uh, he gets yeah. the photo of the drawer and then he cuts it all up. And then he rearranges the drawers into the actual position. And that tells him who the killer is. So I thought this was a neat little way of hiding the, uh, um, the final, you know, the, what is that called? The death, uh, man, death message. <laughs> the murderer? There's a better, there's a better name. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> death. I didn't know that it had like I a term. I have it in my notes here somewhere. We'll figure it out. Um, so Kenan knocks out Kagero with his note? watch. And then he starts his deduction show. <laughs> he says that the murderer is Sua. He's the bladesman. He says that he put the sword backward on purpose. And then right after that, we have this hilarious scene where Kagero, his body starts falling over to the side. And he's about to fall totally on the floor and Conan has to catch him. Like, I, I love it when, <laughs> like, he hits him with, uh... The tranquilizer but it you know it's not a perfect scenario like that's always my it's always so funny to me it's a recurring bit but it always works conan says that sewer heard about the sculpture via the voicemail so that's why he left it undamaged he then rewound the tape and left his message over it and then he says that he outed himself in his voicemail because he said he'd come earlier and it's strange because no one would visit a person's house early if they knew that the person wasn't home uh, Sua laughs it off since he said the husband told him he was free any time but 4 to 5. Kagura then says there's evidence in the room that will prove him right. The cut on the drawers. 
uh, they rearrange it. Dying message. That's what I was thinking of. For the record. Uh, if rearranged, they say his name, Sua. And uh, so he's totally outed there. And then he admits that he killed him. And the reasoning here, Kyle, was all for a nice katana. It was a family heirloom. And that uh, he sold it. Uh, the husband had sold it. And he called it interest. That caused him to lash out of anger and murder him. And then we get this fantastic scene where the swordsman grabs a sword and he goes to like attack Kogoro. And then Kogoro is obviously just sleeping, so he doesn't move at all. And then he, he he's so impressed by this. So he stops his blade and he goes, It's not even quiver before my blade. You are truly remarkable. The great detective, Mori Kogoro. And then he bows in front of him. And Conan's face is priceless during this scene because he totally thought... Like, Kagura is going to die there. He could have died. Yeah. He could have died. <laughs> oh, man. This Sua guy seems like such a like a ultimate neck. Oh, no. He's too. cool. He's like, so cool. Bowing. He's cool. Yeah, he's, he's cool. He's a swordsman. He cares about <laughs> swords. Uh, you know what? You might be right. You might be it right that he has a neck beard. That video of the guy who's like, a, oh, you have a gun? I'll just lay down my sword. And then he pulls out another sword from his pants. That's cool. That's I, I respect me. people that like swords. <laughs> Man, also, uh, whenever he murdered, I don't even know the guy's name, whenever Sua murdered the dead guy, um, I just really liked the picture whenever Conan's explaining the whole thing where like Sua turns around for a minute and in yeah. that moment the guy is like carving his name into the, uh, the dresser or whatever. No, it's... This is like a... This could be a comedy show. Really. Like, at the most serious episode, sometimes it could be a comedy. Disagree. This if is, just this play is it high right drama here. all around. <laughs> just, like, change the music uh, a Afterwards, bit. Ron congratulates her father on the great deduction. <laughs> and she points out that he has a small cut on his head. And he starts freaking out once he sees blood on his hand. Uh, Conan has a good laugh over it. And then he reveals that it's only three millimeters long. And that's the, the big cut he's freaking out over so, like, I thought this was a great episode. Like, I, I thought the mystery was really interesting. I love the, I love the surprise with how, you know, the, we found out, like, the room was such a mess, and we find out why that happened. Uh, I thought it all came together very uh, yeah. tidy. It was a good episode. It was a good mystery. Um, I mean, these kinds of episodes I always find more boring, but, um, like, the stuff that, the hallmarks of the show, like, uh, when Kogoro gets knocked out and then Conan has to pretend to be him. Like, those always play well. So, yeah, it was a fun episode. Next Conan hint is Elevator Girl. Weird. So, I remember that. Not gonna lie, when I first saw that, very strange. Elevator Girl. And that... Like, I don't know the context of that, you know? I don't know the cultural context. I guess there's context. just girls that, like... Oh, I know what it is. Have you never been to an elevator where the guy, where there's a person's attendant there? And they're like, which floor? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just... Okay. So it's just an elevator attendant. The I guess wording it, makes me feel I, weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe in like the 1990s Japan, you know, far from uh, sure. being super progressive there. Maybe it was like a job only for women at that sure. time. That makes sense. You know what is weird though? Restroom attendants. Like, uh, I agree. Holding that little wash towel for you? I've never even been someplace fancy enough to have them. Me neither. But uh, I wonder if that's still a thing. That's for the bourgeoisie. Idea. 
to eat the rich to find out. Yeah, I, I need to go to a really fancy place so I can indulge in a in bathrooms. <laughs> Is that the reason? <laughs> yes. I'm here to use your bathroom, sir. I just want to see the bathroom. Would you come like in the tux, like the the dress code? Oh or yeah, you just I'd, like show up. I'd be all out. Sure. Yeah. Treat the place with respect. Yeah. What's the nicest place you've ever been to? The fanciest. Uh, I don't even know. Um, it's got to be something. I went to a nice Italian restaurant when I was like uh, uh, interviewing for a job. So maybe that was the nicest place. It was for an interview. Yeah, they took me out for lunch. Oh, uh, okay. I see. When I was interviewing at Psionics. Yeah. Ooh, Psionics. Needless to say, I've deleted Rocket League off my PlayStation fun. 4. <laughs> it's not worth the free lunch. Well, I didn't get the jobs. So yeah, but you got free um, lunch. I did get a free lunch out of it. And they flew me out to lovely uh, San Diego. Beautiful That's place. pretty dope. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Episode 17 of the Hijack Department Store case. This originally aired on May 27th, 1996. And Kyle, this is a Detective Boys episode. How hyped were you? No, oh, there's man. some good Detective Boys stuff here. Not only was I hyped to see our boys, but like, oh, this is, this is a good episode, man. This is really good. Now, would you be surprised to know that it's an anime Holy, original? You know what? All my favorite episodes, anime originals. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah, Check the tape, so- but... I feel like, who's the guy that wrote this again? Who made the anime? Gosho Oyama. Oyama, right. What a hack. Every episode you have to ask. <laughs> I wonder if you'll ever remember his name. Or if this well, will I be mean, our... it's a bit at this point, so, so I gotta keep it up. It's just a running gag at this point. Yeah. The episode begins with a Yaiba presentation, which is a, a recurring kids show. We've seen it mentioned a few times here. Um, and all the detective boys are there attending it. Yumi asks Conan if he hates Yaiba because he just has the worst look on his face of boredom. And so he feigns excitement and starts screaming, Yeah, let's go Yaiba, yeah! And uh, they wind up getting these uh, little badges that look that have like autographs on them. And they get a picture with the cast. They leave the building. And then Ginta, <laughs> the fat fuck, he realizes that he lost his Yaiba badge that he was given. Man, don't do him like that. Man, he's so bad. He's not fat. He's just uh, like Conan the shape of a triangle. A <laughs> <laughs> Our large triangle-shaped son. Why is Conan his head that way? The... He's like a missile. He does a... I felt like he was dropped as a child and his head just got misshapen. <laughs> Poor kid. I'm sorry, Ginta. I shouldn't be mocking. This is ableism. I, I apologize. Oh, I apologize. God. Listen, he's, he's out there. He's in love. Yeah, he's trying to live yeah, his life. It's yeah, hard for I apologize, Ganta. You're good. Uh, Kenan takes a look at the picture, and they realize that it must be back in the store. Sadly, it's closed, but that doesn't stop the kids from going after it. The security guard is seen telling people that the security system will start in 10 minutes, but the kids sneak in regardless. They get up the elevator and find the badge. However, they wind up getting locked inside the building. Kyle... Here's our discussion point this time. Have you ever been locked inside a building yes. after hours? So, 
<laughs> wow. See, this is what I would have never thought in a million years that this I mean, it's not as good of a story. This is why I asked the questions. <laughs> my uh, my mom used to work at a Chinese restaurant. It was called Yenching, and uh, she knew the owners. And uh, I would go and hang out with her whenever she would go to work because, like, summer vacation time, right? So, like, she's working the day or whatever. And I remember one time, like, I honestly cannot recall the context but i was there late enough where like everyone was leaving and my mom was like closing up (laughs) and she just (laughs) left (laughs) and i think she had assumed i was with her but like this was before i had a cell phone or anything i was too young so i'm just like sitting in the office and it's like pitch dark and the only other light was like the light from like the the yeah main restaurant area and that goes out and so i'm just sitting there like oh man it's way dark and i 100 percent thought my mom was still in there apparently like she got in the car and like started to drive off but like it's in my town it, it's pretty small so like there's like a boulevard that the road turn of the year realized, was right like, oh man my kid's not in here so she picked you up and everything was fun there's a couple i have a couple of stories like that like that's happened multiple times. Wow! Any, any any other exciting uh, ones? The weirdest one is so we have a pool in my hometown. Like it's a big pool with like you know the slides and stuff. It's like a baby step towards a water park, you know, for a small town. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, so is it like a hang- community pool? Sorta, sorta. You don't have to pay anything to get in. I don't think. But um, I was hanging out there with my friends, and then I told my dad that like. He's probably going to take me home or whatever. There was just some sort of mixed communication and I didn't have a phone. So whenever my friend's parents came, it was like, oh, they're not taking me home. And I think there was an understanding that like I would call my dad, but I didn't have a phone. So I I believe I was, I must have been like in sixth grade. So not old and not old enough to like figure my own stuff out, but like. Old enough to not panic. So I sat there for like 30 minutes and then I just decided I should walk home. And so it was a quite a bit of ways from my house. So it would have taken a while. <laughs> and so I start walking and I walk in the wrong so direction dumb. because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I went through like a, I was going towards my piano teacher's house in the complete opposite direction. I was like near like someone else's suburb. And I was like, yeah, this all seems familiar. Like, I know where I'm at, sort of. And then it hit me like I should walk around or turn around, start going the other way, finally get back to the pool and start walking down. I get to like a Dairy Queen or whatever. And my dad picks me up because he sees me walking and he's like, I was panicking. I didn't know what happened to you because <laughs> you didn't call. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry about that one. What about you? No, I'm I'm responsible. You're responsible. I'm not a, a little rascal like you. <laughs> I got put in these situations. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to go to the security office only to find the guards tied up by robbers. And Kenan suggests to call the cops and they, they go find a payphone, but all the cords are cut. And then they use paint to write an SOS message on the on the windows hoping that the next office beside them would see them but it's to no avail 
Uh, Genta then begins hitting the window with a chair. Like, you think you'd want to be, like, inconspicuous during, like, a situation like this. And he's just making the biggest racket. I mean, he's panicking. And he can't break the glass. And uh, then a security camera turns on. It starts moving. So Kenny quickly hides the message. And uh, But the robbers still get to check it out. And they end up finding big old Ginta. His big old head just gets <laughs> caught. He's so big. He is. Uh, they, this, this is just a fun episode. I love the whole, like, it's a kind of like, they kind of get in that, like, Home Alone type hijinks here. Yeah, I was thinking that too. So, <laughs> it really all the kids get like on it. a cart, and then they manage to knock over the robbers, and they run off to another room, and then they devise a series of traps, and they wind up tying two of them into, like, sofas, into little, little bedding there, and, like, I just love these action scenes. It's real fun. How funny is that also? How funny is that? Just wrapping up two, yeah, these kids two are criminals out in a bed. Uh, meanwhile, Ron arrives home. She asks Koguro where Conan is. He says he doesn't know. And then he's like, don't bother me over something so unimportant. And he goes back to bed. Uh, detective boys run into the elevator. They realize it's a trap, but they get out just in time. Koguro then tells Ron that they went to a department store. And so she calls up the store. And she gets a message saying it's closed. And then we have this really great scene where Kogoro like repeatedly asks her when dinner will be, and then he just she just keeps handing him a beer, <laughs> and like he's he's like he's fine with it. He's like, oh, he's I he's my Kogoro. favorite alcoholic. He's so good. <laughs> he's like the kind of alcoholic that's like charming. Yeah, you know, he's a fun alcoholic. It's the it's the violent ones that are, are the bad times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Genta and Mitsuhiko <laughs> then get grabbed by two of the men. But then Conan uses a bunch of standees and then uh, uses his bow tie to impersonate a police officer and that scares them. Uh, the kids wind up biting their hands and they manage to get free. So that was a really smart scene. And I like when we see the the bow tie, the voice bow tie, get used right. in other ways than just him. Do the kids know about Kagura. that? I assume that they would be like, how are you doing that voice? Yeah, they must because otherwise they'd be... They're chill. They're not going to rat him out, you know? They're friends. Yeah. I mean, they don't know that he's, you know, knocking out Kagura, though, but they know. They know he has the ability to change his voice. Um, Ron calls the parents of the other kids, and they find out that they're not home either. We'll get to meet some of the parents later on (gasps) in the series. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm so excited. Camera. Yeah, uh, the camera then spots the kids on the escalator, and it starts reversing towards the captors. However, the kids use this, like, it's like a vine or something to escape down the down to another area. Uh, Ron then tells Kogoro that she believes the kids are kidnapped, but he says there's no ransom calls, so she's they're probably overreacting, and the kids are just why did around. she think that? Uh, he then asks again, was it just because they'd been out for a long time? Yeah, because it was so late that there was nothing they'd be doing, okay. and the store is closed. Uh, he then asks again for dinner. Instead, she calls uh, the inspector. Then we get a, a scene where the kids are trying to blend in as like mannequins, and the, the <laughs> robbers walk right past them. And big old Genta, man, his stomach just starts rumbling, <laughs> and he totally gives them away. Megari Have you then ever said, done that? No, I've never been in a, a robbery situation and then given away from my stomach. Not a robbery, stomach. but like, 
Or like in an awkward situation where you're like, no, nothing oh man, super I really awkward. Don't want my body to do something like that. You don't like fart in front of a girl. You like? No, I did. I was like, I was like, it was at school. And I was talking to my crush, and I was walking backwards. You know, like a cool guy. You <laughs> like know, a like cool walking guy. Walking and talking like it was a, like it was a Law and Order sequence. <laughs> and then I, I tripped. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, and then I wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> did she laugh? Yeah, everybody laughed. It was it was a fun like sequence. at you or was like haha, this is fun. It was kind of at me. <laughs> <laughs> Megary finds it odd that the kids aren't home yet, so he calls the dispatch and they're out looking for them. Kara then looks at a newspaper and he reads about a robbery gang that has been targeting department stores. So we're getting a fuller picture here. And then this is the best sequence of the entire thing. This is kind of the home alone scene where the kids get on these bikes and they put on these helmets. And we have a, we have a fun Japanese J-pop song playing. Oh, that song rules. That's cool. Yeah, they put on helmets. Rules. They start striking back against the robbers. Um, they spray the gang with liquor. And then one of the robbers and Mitsuhiko get kind of drunk off of it. Um, they hit them Does with baseball. I don't understand that, by the way. What don't Sorry you... to keep interrupting. I know I'm interrupting a lot. What but... don't you get? How do you get drunk off of not drinking? They spray. Liquor? It was spraying all around. Was it the it vapor splashed in him, in his mouth? Oh, these fools! Uh, they hit them with a bunch of baseballs, and then uh, Conan finally lets loose a bunch of dogs. They attack the guy, and it ends with them tying everybody up. And uh, it looks like it's over, but not quite. Uh, Conan then confronts the elevator girl. How's the Conan hit? And she's the fifth robbery gang member. In fact, she's the boss. Um, she tries to shoot him with a gun, and Kenan starts running up the stairwell, which seems like <laughs> a like we have this like really fun, cute like a uh, montage sequence, and then she just ups it like five hundred times. With this gun is like chill, pulls lady. a gun. Yeah, what has that doing? ever happened on the show? Someone pulling a gun on him? Yeah, because uh, in the the case with um, uh, where he tracks down the woman. Who was supposed to get? Who gets shot? But he saves her because that that guy sh- goes to shoot at Conan. Um, the sniper one? Is that what you're talking about? No, not the sniper one. It's the it's the one where she goes looking for her father, and it's a robbery heist. Oh, the one where she dies too. Right? She dies in the manga, but she's alive in the anime. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh man, this is going to be hard to keep track of. It's a, it's a difficult one to describe because the way I describe it would be like the manga version, and then I'm like, oh, they fucked it up with the anime. So a hundred episodes later, we'll figure it out, right? Yeah, we'll figure okay. it out. hundred episodes. It's like episode one twenty eight, um, which we're so close to at episode sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. He winds up finding a basketball and he uses his powered up shoes to hit her, hit the gun out of her hand. And then he attaches her to this, uh, like Yaiba string. That's a, the string that's attached to a Yaiba balloon. And so she's hanging up there and then, uh, everybody, all the guards are all taken care care of. And then, uh, the police Kegura and Ran arrive and they have a good laugh after finding the kids all it was tired adorable. sleeping. It was a really cute way to end it. Yeah. What what a good episode. This episode makes me wish that the whole show was just Detective Boys. It would be so good. Yeah. I hope the filler episodes keep it up with them like being like a, a good focus. Because I'm, I'm really having a lot of fun with them. Yeah. 
This was mega charming. Uh, the next day, then, for the very ending scene, after the ending song, we get the detective boys getting an award from the department store, and they, they got a like uh, all-you-can-eat pass, so they got a bunch of food, which I'm sure Gento was happy about. So, good on them. <laughs> Leave them yeah, alone. Yeah, this was such a fun episode. I had a blast watching this, and like, even though it's kind of meaningless, like, it was just a fun time. It was a mm. really easy watch. Yeah. Out of the episodes that we've seen so far, how many have included the plot? <coughs> Probably about four or five, which is a lot through 16 on Conan standards. Okay. Um, so it's only going to go down. And then they've messed it up a few times, because they had that... Um, episode where they were on the train and it was like fake gin and vodka instead of the actual guys right right like counting that um it's like four or five but like okay i guess for our sake like anime only sake it's like two or three i feel like like i'd be okay if you just took the plot out and it was just episodes like this i'd be super cool with that well guess what that's most of the show so I think it'll be okay. Look, I'm, I'm alright with it. I'm alright with it. So, thank you. That's the good thing about this show. <laughs> Even though there's not, a, like, a ton of plot all the time, uh, it's always a fun time to watch. Like, we had a good mystery in the first episode. They had a, a fun solution. And then we had all these detective boy hijinks, which was a good time. I wish they played up and, a, with uh, the their relationships a bit more, to be honest. Yeah. I guess it's kind of hard when you're doing an anime-only episode to... Really give like a bunch of like plot information about their relationships. Yeah, but I want to see the... Mitsuhiko and Genta being all flirty with Ayumi. Yeah, yeah. I want to see them trying their hardest and failing. Damn, you have a lot of like. It's just relatable. It's not. You're engaged. <laughs> you keep taking. I'm the cool one. You keep taking my sad boyness. I'm taking it. Yeah, because you're taking my gimmick. Oh, you're I'm gimmick. the sad boy. Okay. I'm the sad boy. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm I'm the happy boy. Yeah. No, my dog's um, barking. So we get the next Conan's hint here, and it's medicine capsules. Just keep that in Dr. mind, Doctor Mario. Keep that in mind. And that'll do it for this episode, Kyle. Your your dog's barking at us to get out. Stop the podcast. I know. It's getting mad. Uh, but where can people find you on the yes. on the Twitter? You can find me on Twitter dot com. You can uh, find me at Spirit and Soul, uh, Soul like the city, S E O U L. Where can they find you, Tyler? I never ask you. I just expect you to say it. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Treese, and then you can find our show on Twitter at Case underscore Reopened. You should follow it. You should follow it. We had a nice message from a fan the other day. He said he's, he just got into Detective Kane. He was also listening to our podcast. So shout out to you. We appreciate the love and the support. It's like me. And uh, yeah. Please listen to the point where you hear us shout you out. <laughs> <laughs> please, please keep listening. Uh, we're pleading with the, with uh, the listeners now. But we appreciate all the love. Definitely. And, uh, recently hit 400 downloads so that's cool so uh we're looking for guests too yeah we need guests so if you, if you want to be a guest on here just send yeah, us a message we have we very low standards we'll let anybody on the show yeah. if you like conan we'll have you on <laughs> even if you don't like it 
Yeah, even if you don't, you don't even need to know about canon. <laughs> you just want to be on a podcast for 45 minutes. We'll have you yeah. on. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for this episode. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye-bye.